Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, what's going on? John Zanis here. Bobby Manning over there at the Garden. Um, the Rob Williams debut, Bobby, uh, turned out to be a total dud tonight uh, as the Celtics. Uh, I don't think anybody saw this one coming. Uh, full team, Al Horford, Rob Williams return. No minutes restrictions on anybody. Full team ready to go against one of the worst teams in basketball, a team that was 1-11 and on the road coming into tonight's game against the Celtics. Two for 11 after tonight now, Bobby. I mean, two and 11. Um, Celtics lose to the freaking magic. 117-109. The worst thing about this, Bobby, is it wasn't really ever competitive. Um, Orlando got out, you know, to a six, seven, eight point lead somewhere in that second quarter. Basically kept it there the entire half. Celtics never got within seven points in this game uh, the rest of the way. The lead kind of stayed between seven and 14 there. Didn't make a single run. A million things to nitpick here. So I'll kind of start with you. You were there. What, uh, you know, I mean, lackluster. It was something you put in the text thread, Bobby. But what was your kind of takeaways there? Yeah, they got sloppy from the, uh, they got sloppy on the ball early in this one. They shot out to that 14-4 lead and yeah, Tatum throwing a pass behind. Smart lost the ball early and let Boncaro run in transition. And uh, they gave the Magic quite a bit of momentum running in transition early. Rim runs from Mo Wagner were devastating. Uh, bad defense. I thought worse offense. Launching threes. A lot of isolation. Uh, not great movement. Not great activity off the ball. And I, I, Rob coming into it, we knew this was going to be an adjustment. But I don't think that was the issue tonight. It did get sloppy when he came off the bench bench and he didn't seem to be in the right position a lot of times and of course he fouled three times in four minutes there uh, but that stuff plagued the Celtics throughout the game Horford gets ejected uh, Tatum gets teed up frustration mounted and you can't think of anything other than some awful shooting after that three of five star from three they go eight of 41 and that's becoming a trend for this group as you talked about in the chat as well as uh, some sinking shooting numbers for Sam Hauser Derek White, Marcus Smart, uh, Tatum and Brown haven't had great shooting numbers all year. And they've talked about their offense impacting their defense at times. And that seemed to be what happened tonight. Uh, they just gave up basket after basket to Fultz, Wagner, the other Wagner. Uh, they just took it to them offensively. And Celtics got lit up here on both ends. B bad. It's a lot of standing around both on offense and defense. Um, you know, you uh, sloppy like hell. Um, you know, uh, just, you know, bad defense off the ball. Um, I mean, one, th one thing that stood out to me coming in the half first play, what happens first play of the second half for Orlando? 
You remember? First place, second half. First place, second half. Right out of the gate, Wagner backdoors Jalen Brown for for a dunk or for a layup. Right out of the gate. You know, you come out and you played a a garbage first half. Where's your focus at? First play of the game, you you literally fall asleep and there's a back cut for an open layup to start the thing. Just I thought to me that really set the tone. Uh, A lot of things set the tone. But just the, the the sloppiness throughout, you know, the turnovers, the ones that always bug me the most, the ones you hate to see, um, are the sloppy ones versus the aggressive ones. And again, the total number is not standing out to you at fourteen, but it was it was turnovers. I mean, Jalen had half. They of had a few other ones that could have been turnovers. It was turno- a lot of turnover worthy plays. It was not yeah. a day, it, it was not a night where they took care of the basketball at all. But the threes are the thing that's going to come back and kind of haunt you here. And we'll get into Rob a little bit because. What did you want out of Rob? I it, this was a weird one for him. Uh, you're playing a team that has a couple of bigs. You um, you lost Al Horford with a really weird ejection. Um, uh, in this what do you one. think Al- happened there? Was frustration mounting or something? That was just such a weird play. It's a weird play. I don't know if he's going for the nut shot specifically. He's going for a little elbow. He might have just gotten too low with it. I don't think he's intentionally going down there. Or maybe he was, and he's like, screw it. I'm going to give this guy a warning. You know, And that might be I, a suspension. That might be one game. We'll see. I don't know. Um, but um, not a great thing for Rob because you couldn't manage his minutes the way you wanted. I think I think what you really wanted out of Rob were, were three or four, maybe Three, maybe four, four minutes stints. I think that's all he had in him. Um, you're right. He looked incredibly lost the first time out there. Um, I thought the overall Rob minutes, the team didn't know what to do when he was out there either. Uh, it was a real mess. Uh, but then the best, probably the best run they had and the best play, their best play was in that third quarter. They fell down by as many as 17, I believe, there early in that third quarter. Um, and Rob came in and you had the Jalen dunk um, and then the Jalen, you know, wild layup, Rob follow dunk uh, and a block and a couple of things. And there were some good energy plays in there. And that was, I think, the best little run the Celtics had um, the entire second half. Uh, and then his next stint, he was gassed again. And again, I think Joe brought him in a little early. Joe brought him in at about the eight and a half minute mark. And I think he was going to try to play him the rest of the way. And maybe three to four minutes into that stint, he couldn't even get, he couldn't even get three point line to three point line. You, he was absolutely just gassed. Yeah. And if you say, if you say coming into this one that he was going to give you nine, five, a block and a steal and play 17 minutes, you probably take that, but which is fun. Yeah. But the inability to get into that second half of that run in the second, in the third quarter, there was, a killer moment because they play the pump up video on the jumbotron well timed yeah he just had that great run they pull within single digits there and like you said that's when the exhaustion followed there and he pretty much didn't play the rest of the game after that but that's what you expected from him tonight again he's gonna have to get his legs under him he's gonna have to get within the flow of the offense there's gonna be a challenge they bring him off the i'm not worried i talked about yeah. This wasn't an issue of Rob tonight. In fact, he boosted them more than anything. It, it, but this crowd went nuts when everyone in. They were dying to get off their feet. This is a bad Tatum game. Awful Brown game. Smart wasn't phenomenal, but Derek he, White he disappearing act. He tried Derek to pick White them up a little bit. Act continues to. Yeah, and you know you get ejected from the game as Horford. That throws everything off into the second half. Uh, Everyone just didn't show up for this one. And now we're talking three losses in four games. They're near the bottom of the league offensively over that stretch. I saw they were 28th over their last four coming into this one. 
I don't know what's going on there. I always said, what's going to happen when the shooting comes back to Earth? And they're still shooting 50% of their shots from three. Not much at the rim. Uh, not kind in between. They're reliant on that right now. Maybe over-reliant. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports and World Cup. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Over So here's the thing. And so just to put a bow on the Rob thing, what's the most important thing? He actually looked I, – I knew he'd be tired. Um, and not be in shape. And honestly, it's a little annoying because I know he came off surgery, but you know, I, I don't know how his offseason went. I don't know how his conditioning went. You don't expect him to be in game shape here, but he looks like he's still a, like weeks and weeks away from being in any sort of close to basketball shape. So I think you're looking at 15 minutes a night for him for the foreseeable future. And you'll live with that because you were winning without him and that's fine. But physically, he, he when he was, when he was entering games, he looked springy. He looked quick. He looked like he was playing, bouncing on his toes. Um, you know, he obviously he had the lift. He had four dunks tonight. Um, so no worries there. Um, it, it's the basketball. He looked lost. He didn't know where to be. He didn't know where to be on offense. He overcommitted on defense a few times, jumped out a couple like times the on threes. I kicking out to Brogdon for three. That was probably his best Yeah, play I think he should have gone up with that, but fine. It ended up in a positive result. Doesn't matter. Physically, he looked fine. That's what you're most worried about with Rob. He's not the reason anything happened tonight. Um, they could have played a game where the rest of the team played fine acclimated him gotten him 17 minutes and would have been thrilled with this 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 kind of stat line here in a win would be uh you'd be doing backflips over so uh, nothing on rob here but as you said tatum not great brown and blue brown a brutal game zero focus the whole time both with the turnovers the one the one he got picked from behind he licked he didn't get caught he actually turned around and saw the guy behind him then kept dribbling and got stripped anyway i i mean some of that stuff was just brutally bad and as i said falling asleep uh off the ball on defense there just lazy and again the 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 the, the stars set the tone tatum said the other night when he had a massive bounce back obviously against the lakers that the night before joe basically had the you're playing like an asshole speech that you know i think he may would give those guys from time to time and he responded and but the thing he says to them is these guys follow your friggin' lead. So you want to look at the trickle down effect it's had on the other guys who finally come back down to earth. You're going to always start with the stars. Those guys play well. Those guys commit to moving the ball, moving their feet, moving without the ball, setting screens, keeping things going, keeping their teammates involved. You're more likely to keep your teammates involved. I don't think it's a coincidence that as we pointed out. Sam Hauser falling off a cliff. He went from 46 to 27% threes from, from um, uh, November to December. Derek White from 47 to 29. Marcus Smart from 46 to 31. All of these guys have dropped off tremendously. And that's because I think you're stuck taking contested threes or, you know, whatever it is, uh, opportunities. They're just... I, I don't know. I mean, you can say everything is a good look if somebody's not directly in your face, but it's just not in flow anymore um, as it was before. So I think it really is incumbent on the stars to get back to what they were doing before and 
trusting each other and playing that style of basketball. I think that's, again, this is frustrating because we're a couple of years into this, Bobby. You know the ticket to succeeding. Move the ball, move without the ball. You know, don't play the hero ball. Don't try to do too much and good things happen. But they've fallen back into that pattern of trying to do a little bit too much. Yeah, I, and Smart's been okay over this stretch. I don't want to put it on him, but I'm not. I'm just saying that the shooting has come back. Well, down. yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm saying when the shooting comes down, you do start to see him try to solve it at times by launching a few. I, I don't know how many he had exactly in this one, but feels like guys are trying to solve it themselves at times. Tatum in this one definitely was putting up shots, trying to power them back. Works a little better for Brown, but you get the turnovers with it. When you're playing from behind, he's going to get a little bit sloppier. So I think you see him get out of the flow of the offense too. Uh, and then smart eight assists in this one, one turnover. See, you really can't blame him. And even during that stretch where they're trying to come back there in the third quarter, you see him getting the group together at half court after the Tatum technical. And that was really the killer. I mean, Horford gets ejected. Uh, Brown turns it over at mid court after a stop. They get it right into Wagner. Tatum follows him. He picks up a tech, another free throw right there. So it's sort of seven points within a three possession span between the Horford ejection and the Tatum Tech there, and that put them down 16 you know, midway through the third quarter, early third there. So yep. that set a terrible tone. They gave up baskets in isolation pretty much every time they started to get a little thing going. Uh, so they weren't connected tonight on either end, and you, you're just not seeing that flow, like you said, offensively there. And you wonder what part fatigue starting to play in this, and this is where you're going to get on Joe, leaving them in against the Clippers, 38 for Tatum tonight, 36 for Brown. He keeps getting asked night in and night out, man, those starter numbers are a little high here. You know, well, guys aren't coming out late in games. You're not kind of shaving off minutes here or there. And he's just sort of brushed it off. And I, that's one of the explanations that's possible here, right? Fatigue, a little, a little burnt out after that six-game road trip. Horford's out, so some guys are overcompensating at center. It's fine. Some guys are filling the middle a little bit. It's part of the equation, I'm sure. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, um, you know, we've talked a lot about it, Bobby, you and I, the offense defense sort of thing. Like this is where defense obviously comes into play. Why, you know, I don't want anyone to take out of context, my thoughts about defense. I believe defense is a matter of choice and I believe offense is a matter is something totally different. They had to commit to something completely different. Uh, they needed some personnel changes. Um, you know, they needed a totally new mentality and identity on offense. Their defense is just simply, again, commitment to doing what they do well. When you have all of these guys out here, when you get Rob back, you should be able to play defense. So you need on nights like this, when you're when the shots aren't falling, you have to dig deep and find that. Uh, you have to, you can't shoot your way out of everything on nights when the shot isn't falling. You got to win and you got to win a rock fight uh, by bearing down and playing good defense. They didn't do either tonight. No. And it, it got worse as the game went on. Again, they put up a little worse. fight. There it, the third, it, it, it never improved at all the whole game. Yeah, it didn't. Um, this one's startling, especially when you think of the crowd and like, I don't want to do the whole oh, the crowd, but this place was dead. 
people left early fourth. They knew this team didn't have it. Then you got the booze post game. Probably a little too late on those, but uh, this this crowd knew that the team was dead tonight. Wasn't really giving it their all, and they responded by trying to rev them up at certain moments here. But the the team just gave them nothing to cheer about outside those little rob stretches and. This is this is a little startling right now. And I think we talked about during the West Coast stretch right there. I forget who was on. But I think Jimmy, and the game you took off against the Lakers there, Jimmy yep. asked me, are you, are you concerned by some of the things that went on late in this trip? And, man, imagine if they lose that Lakers game, what we're talking about right yep. now, a four-game losing stretch and an awful one at that. Uh, you're getting worried about some of the things we've talked about, even through the success. Uh, turnovers starting to creep up. Three-point reliance. Uh, how hard they have to work to get these looks in the half court at the very least. And they're not getting those easy go-ahead baskets anymore that we saw from early in the schedule, even though they've moved into the top 10 defensively, which is kind of weird. I think that just, I think that goes back to disconnectedness too. Like they're just not in a flow right now. And I don't know why that is. It almost feels like no one's there to sort of rally them. And is that the impact of Horford not really being out there for that five game stretch? And then, this one as well in the second half. I mean, that's just a killer there from Al. I don't know what got into him. Probably a mistake, but that added to everything that was going on here, certainly. Yeah, yeah I, I honestly, and I hate to put it on one thing, I think Al stays in that game. They probably find enough to pull, to, to, to make I think that so. run and to pull it off. I mean, I he was playing well. Things got thrown out. Blake Blake was brutal, uh, and you had to go to him because you couldn't do it. Cornette couldn't do anything in this game, and then Rob was just getting gassed. You once again went with zero bigs. This isn't the type of game where you can go small ball with Grant with the, with the height that Orlando has out there. It's just not going to work. So you really needed a you needed some sort of presence there. It threw the whole thing out of whack there, and they, had, they got killed on second chance points as well. Uh, I mean, normally Orlando didn't play terrifically on offense either. So, um, you know, it was, you know, that definitely hurt them. And again, let's look at it. It was 15 offensive rebounds here, um, you know, uh, for the Was it another big rebounding disparity? It was a big one. It was 53. It was 53 to like 40. Let me look it up. It was 53-38. So a a pretty big disparity with 15 coming on the offensive glass there. 61 to 47 was number so they got beat pretty bad out in la too so that's sort of yeah a well carry over from yeah so to go that's back a, what you said carryover, before yeah to go back what you said before you know the i was totally aghast by the golden state loss because i thought i was surprised the team could do that again you know that was the first time so all year you you talk about that john a lot like those losses that sort of linger and leave a team yeah. shaking a little bit and it's usually yeah. the bad ones or mediocre ones but something lingered there i think the ones that make you question yourself because you're feeling great. Like I said, I use the bully analogy. You're you're in the schoolyard. You're beating the crap out of anybody. And then somebody walks up and just beats the tar out of you. And you're like, am I not uh, that tough? Am I not as tough as I thought? And then you then you go, you fight somebody else. And that, that guy beats you too. And you're like, oh, my God. So you're like, I, I, maybe I'm not that tough. Like you start to question something. The Warriors game stuck with them a little bit. I think they were surprised. I think it brought back i hate speaking in like superficial generalities but like yeah if you have a team who you know that that emasculated you in the finals and you have these losses that haunt you and you were this close to winning a title and you caved and they made you look like shit and you felt really bad about yourself um and then you went out there and they did it to you again yeah that's gonna hurt i don't care what they say oh this game was more about you guys than us 
I don't buy it. But then it just exposed like, oh, they can still play like those assholes that Ime would get mad at during during periods of time last year. Standing around, ISO ball offense, you know, not not committing to defense, allowing easy buckets, settling for threes, missing balls at the bass, you know, missing down, missing down low and not getting back on defense. You know, those leak outs during Golden State, you know, those couple of games there. Just lazy, lazy stuff. And you're like, Oh my God, I thought we were completely past that. So it wasn't just me- the mentality of what that loss might have done to the Celtic psyche. It was as a fan, you'd watch them basically win in every way imaginable, even win when they hadn't played well. Uh, and they had a lot of gut check wins and they were always, talent would just win out in the end. And then just to see them just play that same way that they played last year at times when they were at their absolute worst. I just thought it was a thing in the past. Then you had an absolute sleepwalk effort against the Clippers and a, and, a, and another one tonight against uh, Orlando. I mean, those were two horrible... These are three horrible games out of four. And then, as you mentioned, Bobby, almost losing that Lakers game. So something's off, and they've definitely sunk, you know, reverted back to habits that I think a lot of us, myself included, thought they'd kind of uh, matured and grown out of. Yeah, and who who's gonna rally them in the spot? You see, smart, smart does to do it. it. Smart tries to, and he tried to tonight a little. He's yeah. the only guy who does, and he does pull it in a little, but he couldn't. He couldn't do it all. I think of in a game like this, as sloppy and disconnected as they were, ten eight and one. That's solid. Yeah, he did his job here. You needed Horford to. Rob probably threw off things a little bit in between, and you're gonna you're gonna eat that in a game like this to get him integrated again. It's, it's Brown and it's Tatum. It, it always stems from them. I think Joe's 100 percent right about that. I, I don't think Tatum was at his best in terms of activity in this one, and Brown certainly killed them with the turnovers. And he he says it himself finally at this point, like he's taken ownership of it. And he said during that worst stretch. The, same road trip there through Atlanta and New Orleans and all that, that it's lackadaisical. And I think that's what it was again in this one. You talked about the one where you got caught from behind. I talked about the one at midcourt there that you just can't have after a stop, leads yep. to more free throws and attack. Those are killers. And every time the Celtics drew close in this one, the Magic had an answer, either with a steal, a block, or a isolation pull-up. I mean, what was Markel Fultz in that second half? Just going right at them. Pull yep. up twos, a guy who can't shoot, uh, just draining them again and again, pouring in shots at the basket. Mo Wagner took it to them. This one looked a little personal huh? after the Celtics kind of dumped them there uh, a couple years ago. And then, you know, didn't have the bowl bowl revenge game, but I thought he was solid on the boards. They were physical. They were tough. They looked more energetic. And they looked like they had the game plan in this game, frankly, uh, in terms of just kind of letting the Celtics launch and packing that middle with size. Yeah. And I don't want to hear in the post game, oh, we didn't match their energy. Teams are going to come out for us. Like, you, you got to find it. You know, like you're good enough to 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 play 12 hard minutes and beat teams like this. They couldn't even muster that tonight. That's what's so frustrating is Celtics can sleepwalk for three quarters of a game against a team like Orlando and then just decide to flip a switch and do it. They never did. That whole second half, you're waiting for it to happen. It never happened. Uh, and that's what was so, uh, you know, so frustrating there um, is that, it was, it's so, it's Orlando, man, you know, it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to fathom that this is the game here. Anyway, uh, we're going to tell you briefly about a couple of things, uh, and then hold on, we'll get into it. Uh, nope, wrong one. We'll do this one. Rocket money. What do you think about rocket money, Bobby? I love it. And you, you, the one you mentioned, the, the 
part where you're able to see what companies are offering you if you're going to cancel their subscriptions. Yeah. Potentially a better deal. You always don't think of that when you're going to cancel. And this is some of the stuff that Rocket Money lets you know. I, I just got one of those, actually. And it's exactly what happened was um, something that was paying an insane amount for, you know, 20 something a month and then ended up going all the way down to eight bucks a month for the entire calendar year to keep the subscription. And I wanted to keep the subscription. So Rocket Money, what it does, it consolidates all of your, uh, um, you know, if you've heard of it before, it, once it, the company used to be called Truebill. Um it uh, takes all of your subs uh, subscriptions, puts them in one place, and um, lets you see them. And you can decide, like, oh, crap, I didn't even know I had this. I can cancel. It'll renegotiate for you. 80% uh, of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Most people think they're spending 60 70 80 bucks on things. Chances are you're spending closer to $200. Um, so you can save hundreds and hundreds a month here if you go get a subscription to Rocket Money. Just go to rocketmoney.com slash garden. Uh, save potentially hundreds a year. Once again, rocketmoney.com dot com slash garden cancel all of those unnecessary uh subscriptions uh it's definitely worth it and i i saved myself money literally instantly uh by doing that other thing of course we want to talk about as you know uh athletic greens our other sponsor uh ag1 baby uh one of our favorite sponsors been with us for a, a while now, a product we all take here on the Garden Report. Orders keep pouring in. I'm super happy about it. Uh, we'll tell you about an opportunity here uh, if you can as well. And I believe it's I believe we've included the form here somewhere in the channel, but basically I'll tell you in a minute, um, subscribe to AG one here. Why? Because it's awesome. Um, it's uh, you're looking for ways to improve your health, more energy, optimize your immune system. You don't want to take a bunch of pills, vitamins, supplements, boom, one scoop, athletic greens, cup of water, and you're done. Uh, it's super easy to do. Uh, as I said, you do it early in the morning and then you never have to think about, uh, you know, anything else really again for the rest of the day. Diet friendly, sugar free, uh, tons of endorsements, healthcare professionals, athletes, uh, you know, celebrities, what have you, uh, 7,000 five-star reviews. So again, time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system, convenient daily nutrition, one scoop in the water, done. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health, to make it easy on you, and to give you added incentive. We're going to do two things for you, Austin Athletic Greens. We are uh, a free one-year supply of vitamin D uh, and uh, five free travel packs with your first purchase. If you go to athleticgreens.com slash garden, again, athleticgreens.com slash garden. Also, you get Kablamo, phenomenal t-shirt. We have sent the first batch out. We got a lot more coming out. We will send them to you um, as well. Um, so check that out. There's a form that you can fill out and that will allow you to get your free subscription. We are going to say goodbye to Bobby Manning. He's going to do some post-game gathering for us right now. We're going to say hello to this guy, Josue right. Pavone. He's going to jump in and he's going to talk a little bit about tonight's game. Uh, we'll try to get to Bobby a little bit later on if he can circle back and get on the show. Um, so what's up, Josue? We've kind of been over it a bit. Nothing much. What stood out to you, my man? Um, just, just with the Celtics, you know, um, obviously a lot of that's sort of been the DNA of this team is that freedom to go out there and pick the. He's not going to tell them not, not to, not, not to, uh, so I, I get that. So, uh, again, them having to make those decisions and have to pick it, I just felt like they just could have been the, 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 the uh, Disrupting them offensively, like Jalen Brown have one of those nights where, hey, yeah. uh, 
Hold on. Joe Sway having a couple technical difficulties. We'll see if he can circuit out, um, uh, sort it out here a little bit of the uh, some some digital hits there. Um, see if he can figure it out or Joe Sway, if you need to check a different spot or reload here. Um, but you were in and out a little bit on your audio. Uh, we covered a bunch of stuff. While Josue gets set up, I'll take some questions here. If you guys in the chat want to talk about anything you saw tonight, my number one question to all of you guys is, what level of concern? I don't like to go one by one. You know, like one bet, one loss, you lose your mind. One great win, you you overdo it. To me, it's ultimately how that loss looked, what it tells you about the team, whether you think it has, um, you know, far-reaching effects. Same thing with the victories. So my question is. Who's freaked out right now? A little bit? A, a little bit from that Golden State game on? I'm not entirely sure. I, For my part, I didn't want to see the stuff creep back in that we saw from them last year. Um, and I really, I don't know if I tried to convince myself or I believed it that um, it was over. But I kind of did try to convince myself that it was over. And I feel like... Um, I was a little bit caught off guard with um, how bad they played in Golden State and then especially the Clippers game and then this game tonight. Uh, no idea. So uh, you know, I got people in here talking about Luke. I, look, this is another thing we're going to talk about as well. This is what we didn't know. How much of the stuff that we saw in November was unsustainable. And I wanted to believe if it came back down to earth, it would only come back down to earth a little bit. And I'm not talking about just Luke. I'm talking about all of the shooting stuff we talked about. First off, you know, Hauser, dream come true. Where did this guy come from? And again, I caught a lot of crap for saying things like, how did this guy get good in two months? It was, he didn't work on his game so much that all of a sudden he went from an unplayable mess to uh, an absolute threat and a guy who's going to win the three-point shootout. Um, this is a guy who couldn't see the court at any point last year, and all of a sudden he's playing 25 minutes a game and knocking down six and seven threes. Unbelievable. He's plummeted down to earth. He's almost kind of in the unplayable category right now. Derek White, a lot of people wanted an apology cam. Why don't I do apology cams? Derek White's December is why I don't do apology cams. He's turned back into last year's Derek White offensively, which is a bummer because he was so freaking good for so long um, during the month of November to start the year. And then, what are we saying? They'll fall when it matters. Not concerned, but the question arises, will they fall short again? I don't know. And then, you know, as we said, is how sustainable were all of these contributions? My fear was that they weren't going to be able to hold up um, that long, but that they wouldn't come crashing down to earth. I guess this is what you have. I mean, you have a really hard regression to the mean when a guy who's a lifetime 36% three-point shooter shoots 47 for the first 25 games of the year. Yeah, it's going to crash at some point. So it's right now they're crashing. And I think everything's crashing at once, which is why you're seeing some of what you're seeing, which is a team that looks nothing like the team that was basically, you know, I mean, we're talking about what was an unprecedented record setting offense, an offense that it was shaming the greatest offenses that have ever played in the NBA by a good margin in terms of offensive rating. And now they go from that to over the last, four, five, six games, the worst offense in the league. That's hard to see, but moreover, it's hard to unsee. And that's what's kind of going to stick with me is it's going to be, it's hard to unsee 
the Golden State loss. It's going to be hard to unsee. Like, sure, Milwaukee goes out, gets blown out on a one game against uh, against uh, Memphis the other night, and you'd be like, you have those flush it sort of games. But the way that the Celtics have been playing in these losses recently is hard to unsee. So I am definitely a little a little worried um, because you don't want to know that that still exists in them you like to believe that they'll have yeah they'll have a bad game here and there and then they'll find it uh you know they'll find a way to turn it around um but it just hasn't happened right now and yeah white's been awful um a little bit uh white's been awful lately and not just don't just look at white's shooting look at his minutes granted he came in and ended up with 26 minutes tonight but he's starting to get reduced a little bit in his minutes he had 21 one night and 18 another um He's not being used as much as he was, um, you know, in uh, and there were stretches last year. If you look at his game logs in the playoffs, stretches where Ime lost uh, a little bit of faith in him as well. And right now I'm not saying he's out of the rotation, but he's definitely not giving them the minutes that they want um, there. Uh, and he hasn't been as good with the starters recently as well. So a lot of people are putting stuff on Joe here. Yeah. When stuff goes wrong, you need somebody to kind of pull it together. Who's going to be that guy? We mentioned Marcus, possibly. Yeah, possibly. But you got to find it with Joe, uh, or Joe's going to have to figure something out. Now this is where things get a little tricky with him. Now that he's got his full roster back, how's he going to start playing it? Is he going to change his rotations? Is he going to adapt to what's working and not working? Is he going to ride hot hands? Is he going to stay with what he has in order to try to establish some sort of flow and some sort of rotation that he can trust on? And I never really know what that is and the best method to do that. Should you coach game by game or do you have just things that you do and lineups that you like and your rotations and you really want to stick with them? Um, and and yeah, and now we're saying Hauser's in the scouting report. Look, I think Hauser was in the scouting report before, to tell you the truth. It's um people knew he could shoot. People didn't think he could do much else. He actually impressed us mainly with being able to hold his own on defense enough to allow him on the court. But right now, I don't know that it's a book on Hauser. I believe it's a little bit of a book on the Celtics. They are running out on them a little bit more. Um, and they're trying to run them off that line uh, some. And some of those shots uh, are a little bit more rushed now. I think they were getting better quality shots before, um, and they're not now. You're talking about an aggressive correction? It is an aggressive correction, but these things have a way of snowballing um, and, uh, and, 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 and bad habits forming. And particularly when those bad habits are already something that you're used to doing or you've done in the past, that's what kind of freaks me out as well. Hauser rushing his shots? Yeah. I agree. I think the whole team kind of is now too. Uh, Hauser is very much rushing his shots. The second he gets it, he's looking to launch it right away. Um, blame pie. Who wants to talk blame pie? Every time we do blame pie, I start with the stars, uh, whether they play well or they, they get, they get the lion's share of the credit and they get the lion's share of the blame. Um, Biggest slice of the blame pie always goes to the top players because um, you start top down and that's where it goes. It's Tatum and Brown and however they go, the rest of the team follows. As we said, Missoula said to Tatum the other day, "You when you play this bad, everybody plays bad. Um, and then he came back and he played dynamite against uh, the Lakers. Um, when Tatum and Brown are both off um, and both seem worse than off, disengaged, 
Um, that's the worst of it. It's really hard to recover from that when your stars are settling. When your stars are settling for shots or not focused or not fully committed on the defensive end, not moving, uh, ball kind of sticks to them a little bit. It's really hard for the rest of the team to get into rhythm. I don't think you're going to find games where Tatum and Brown play in in that manner and that the rest of the team lifts them. Um, That's going to be – those are going to be few and far between, I think. Um, People mad about Bowl Bowl? Yeah. It's fair. It's fair. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Luis. You know, she turned, she changed her mind on the pie. I'll tell you that much. She changed her mind on the pie. She hated it and she changed her mind. I'm going to check with Joe Sway and see if he's coming back. And if he's not, we might have to wrap the show a little bit early. But if he is, I'll hang on and filibuster a little bit and talk with you guys until we figure out if he's going to make it. Um, Hans, we did talk Hauser. And I don't know what you guys think here. Um, again, Looking at the comments, there's some people that believe this is just a very harsh regression to the mean and a correction. They were way over their heads, 46, 47% from three. And we're talking multiple guys. Hauser 46, White 47, Smart 47 for the month of November. That stuff's coming down because there's no way that that's what those guys are. They're not. Hauser might be. Hauser might be a guy who can shoot 40-something percent from three for his uh, for his career. He's that good a shooter. But um, right now, I think it's simply a matter of, um, yeah, maybe the book's out a little, as somebody said. Maybe they're rushing out on him a little bit. The shots do feel a little bit rushed. Um, and they're scared to keep him in there for too long because right now, Hauser's almost like Neesmith in the regard. I'm not comparing them because I don't think Neesmith was ever the shooter we thought he was or that Hauser currently is. But it was basically, it, it, this is what they do with Pritchard from time to time too. You're you're out there, and if you're making shots, you can keep your minutes. But if those shots aren't falling, I'm going to go with somebody else because the rest of what you do out here isn't going to necessarily work for me. Hauser's had too many of those where he goes out and he jacks a couple early. They're not falling. He gets pulled. He doesn't see very more minute, uh, many minutes the rest of the way. Uh, we'll check in. Josue is back. Josue, how's the how's the audio? Give it a shot. Look, they, they shut the, the side down, so hopefully it's much better now. How am I looking? How am I sounding? You yeah. look good. You're on a little bit of lag, but I'm going to roll with it for a minute and see what happens. Oh, boy. Well, look, to piggyback on your point, point there, um, yeah, he's got to find other ways to be effective. And I was thinking the same thing was going to happen pull that never hit that button um which i understand why because the Celtics team just was just trying to figure out on their own but yeah i'm with you on that i mean you look at the this this month he's shooting the art so it's been um it's been an ongoing issue for sure for who for Hauser. it's tough um percent this month it's the whole thing is bad. They, they've fallen off. And again, this was Bobby's biggest worry. That, like what happens when the shots don't fall? We're kind of seeing it. So, you know, maybe I wanted to believe like it wasn't going to happen. Um, and like it was really I, 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 
I wanted to believe, and I still kind of do, it was really a product of, of what they were doing. But I think this team really can snowball really quickly. Things don't go right. Offense affects defense. Where they get out of that game a little bit and they stop doing what they were doing, moving the ball on offense, and the trickle down is incredible there. And that's why, to me, you know, we're talking about the blame pie. It always starts with the best players. They have to be leading by example in terms of what they do. They have to be engaged. They have to be moving without the ball. They have to be trying to make their teammates better. And when they don't do it, I think things go to shit. Um, and that's kind of what we've seen lately is that's that's the that's the most consistent trend throughout these games is um, stars trying to do too much uh, and or just not kind of, you know, being being locked in and engaged on both ends of the floor at all times. Tatum, just, just too much settling, too much settling. It starts with the defense, defense too. I mean, look, that's what Missoula talked about as being still their backbone, still their DNA. And once they stop doing that, this, this is the sort of results you get. Again, not that this team is one of those, but we know that much isn't true. But um, shot selection was big and also was, you know, being out-rebounded. What was it, 50 to 35? Uh, a lot of second-chance points for the Orlando Magic as well, especially in that fourth quarter. They were like two for 27 from behind the yard uh, at one point from, from the second quarter uh, bleeding into like midway through the fourth. So that was a lot of empty possessions that the Celtics were trying to make up. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. Um, yeah. It was it was rough. Um, it, it's just, again... It, the three losses in the last in the last weeks week week or so, uh, they're also hard to wrap your mind around. the um, The Golden State loss was, you know, shocking just because it reminded you exactly of the finals, um, and you just didn't think you'd see that again. And then next game out, you figure that they're going to come down and they're going to be friggin' jacked up for the Clippers there, and they just weren't at all. Um, it was. Uh, you know, I mean, that game wasn't competitive. Um, they got they got their doors blown off there in the second half. And then uh, tonight, it's just unfathomable. I mean, you know, what what odds would you have to have been given to not bet on the Celtics tonight? I mean, this I and I know people talk about the hardest game is the game where you come back and play home after a long road trip. The Celtics aren't the first team to fall victim to that. There's a little bit of a crash there. But like with Rob returning and having Rob and Al back and the opponent being Orlando, I, I couldn't in a million years fathom that what to what, what happened tonight was gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking the same thing too, John, but this is this is a hot Orlando first. That was probably one of their best or most impressive wins of the season. And you can say the same thing about the Golden State Warriors. So you look right. at teams putting out their best effort against the Celtics and the Celtics just aren't stretches where the offense runs dry they can't string together stops and then they're starting to play from behind I mean it sort of started already in the in, in the in the first half of this one right and then all of a sudden by halftime that snowball effect that the Celtics uh, tend to do you know when things are wrong I mean things are going going badly on the on offense they have to stop that that's exactly what Missoula was talking about talking about, you know, after this game, their identity. Yeah. Um, I want to get you your take on Rob, and then we'll wrap. the. Uh, I, you know, Rob, to me, looked like he was 
super gassed and we knew that that's what was keeping him from coming back he just wasn't in basketball shape um and that was the issue he's not anywhere close to basketball shape um i think obviously that first in he looked really discombobulated but he was all over the place he was like a puppy dog that you just let out of the cage you know he was just running all over the place three quick fouls you know almost like a rookie you know playing his first game but you know he had a lot of pep Second stint was the energy that they needed, and that kind of got him back into a game after that lead. Things got up to about 17 points there, I think, when he checked in in the third quarter. Fourth, that, that, that last stint, when he came in the fourth quarter, he had absolutely nothing in the tank, nothing at all. Absolutely gassed. But physically, he looked okay, right? Like, how did he look to you? He looked like when he wasn't exhausted, he looked springy and, and agile and athletic. Right. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's that's encouraging. I mean, be able to keep up with these guys, guys you know, they're uh, like a guy almost thirty games under their belt, and he's gonna he's gonna take some time to to get there. But I I, I think it's very, very encouraging that he has that bounce. He caught more than with the crowd going, and you know, you, you saw the you saw the bounce there. So that that's that's a really good sign. You know, that's just exactly what you, what you want to see for the Celtics because um we've seen them in the past before coming off of injuries and what, six months being away from the game for six months or over six months. And um, he's, he's got that bounce for sure. So I think that's a really good sign. And I think his spirit is there. And I think um, he, he told us, um, Adam took away a whole lot of nerves. He's very, very nervous, very tired. Yeah. After those first few minutes, but, he, but then he was able to settle in and that's exactly what you want to see. And um, I'm looking for him to bounce back, you know, on Sunday. I, I, I think this team, he's, he's going to be a part of that. Yeah, I was overall encouraged by Rob. I thought he'd look worse. Like, I, he looked bad basketball-wise. He looked lost. He was out of position a lot, over-aggressive at times with the fouls and a couple of, a couple of you know, couple of, you know, jumped out at the three-point line a couple of times, maybe over-helped a couple of times, needed to hold his position. So, you know, he hurt. He hurt as much as he helped at times, but it didn't matter because ultimately you just want to see him look physically good and know that there's a he can ramp up get himself in shape probably drop another 10 pounds or so as he's playing his way back into shape get a little bit leaner more agile into better condition he definitely looks a little bit bulky right now um and he's a little bit better you know when he's playing probably at a lower weight there and i think that'll help him but on the whole looked pretty good um so that's a positive sign he's back i'm happy that's at least one thing that makes me happy but yeah um, get that's your guy that's my guy that's my guy i'm happy for him you know what was great um the best best moment of the entire game wasn't even the first alley-oop dunk it was the moment before it when you knew it was going to happen the entire crowd you saw the whole play in slow motion and smart goes and rob's there and you know it's going up and you know he's going to toss it and everybody in the crowd already up that's probably the only time the crowd, I mean, the most of the crowd got into all night. And like, it's happening. Yeah, here it is. And even Gorbin was like, oh, here we go. And, you know, he <laughs> knew it was coming. And he tossed it to him. And you could see when <laughs> Rob caught it, he threw it down. He was like, yeah. You know, like he was. Yeah. So that was, was like, that was a moment. I'm glad we got that. We needed you know, to see it. Yeah. You know why? I feel like it was extra emphatic because I was like, no, no, come on, come on. And then Marcus just super- as soon as they made eye contact, you saw him sort of plant yep. both his feet, load up, get yep. ready to soar, and everyone saw it. Yeah, everybody exactly. in the so building he was saw it. it. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that's great. He's he's uh, <laughs> yeah. he's just one of those guys, and it's just fun to root for. 
for, you know, and uh, and a lot of teammates say the same thing, but you see it with the crowd. I mean, um, it wasn't the first one. I think it was the second one. The crowd was just begging for a comeback, man. It just just never came for the Celtics. I mean, they got it down to single digits. They just couldn't get it past uh, a two-possession game. And it's funny, man, two of these guys, uh, it was pretty cool, fans of the show. um, And I was like, man, it's just too bad that that the the comeback came short. And and this this crowd was filing out out by like the two-minute mark or before that. I think it was the three-minute mark, man. This crowd, I see. Yeah. No, it was brutal. But, yeah, we're going to – yeah, it was a tough one. Um, But they got another one Sunday, same two teams. I'll let these guys go. They got some work to do at the Garden. Plus, we have uh, um, the Bull Gang tearing it apart because you've got – it's Celtics Bruins, Celtics Bruins, Celtics Bruins. Oh, that's right. Like for the next like 10 days here. Um, So there's a lot of turnover. Uh, We're going to wrap it up from the garden. Let these guys go. We'll have a full cast of characters on Sunday, including Sherrod, I think back in the fold and possibly Jimmy as well. So we'll be back. Uh, It's a three o'clock game. um, So we'll be, uh, we'll be talking to you there uh, after that one is over. But until then for uh, Joe Sway, I'm John Zanis. Bobby Banning.